When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For international money transfers at your fingertips, choose Western Union, the fast and reliable way to send money to loved ones. Plus, new customers can enjoy a $0 transfer fee until October 31st when sending money online. Visit westernunion.com or download their app to get started today. Services offered by Western Union Financial Services, Inc., NMLS 906983 or Western Union International Services, LLC, NMLS 906985. Term supply, FX gain supply. Hello and welcome to episode 41 of Potterooney. And this week's episode is with, well, it's the first live Potterooney that we recorded in the Stag's Head. Oh, I think about a week and a half ago. And I had two guests, uh, John Connors and Thomas Walsh from Pugwash. And it was a good crack. Um, You're going to enjoy it. I was a little bit sick on the night and uh, I went ahead with it, but I was fecked. So uh, we kept it short, 40 minutes, and uh, good crack, and it was brilliant. And we're going to do another one on the 30th of March. And the uh, guests so far will be David McSavage and Sharon Mannion, who uh, you'll have seen in Bridget and Eamon, and the amazing Paul Tylek. Uh, we'll do a bit of improv and uh, interviewing and I'll bring down some musicians as well. So that'll be uh, 30th of March. If you want to come along, it's free in or a donation. You can go on Eventbrite for tickets or can just turn up in the night. So come along. It's great crack, actually. Nice little room up in the Stag's Head. A lovely room, actually. And uh, this is something I'll be doing uh, once a month for the rest of my life. Yeah, so uh, come along. Um, I'm actually walking down a little lane, a kind of a lane, yeah, yeah, a lane, uh, beside a lake down in Slane, where I live, or I live nearby. You can possibly hear the gurgling of Boyne on one side, canal on the other side. It's lovely. My dog here, Rosie, uh, pottering about in front of me, sniffing and running away and sniffing something else. There's a bird. She's after the bird. So, um... The last week, I've been shooting a film for uh, some students, and a good film. It's a, a wonderful script. It's uh, but what a part! It's the part that I've always wanted to do to play the part of Adolf Hitler. For four days, I was Adolf Hitler in the bunker with Ava Braun. The two of us were in the bunker discussing who should get the cyanide, who should get the bullet, and uh, basically the whole scenario of uh, really having let down his wife. Um, You know, when things were good, I guess, she must have loved him, and then they end up in a bunker and they're going to have to die. So it was good as a comedy, by the way, but um, I... uh, I had to dye my hair black for it because I've gone gone grey and uh, Hitler, fair play to him, had, uh, hadn't gone grey. So uh, I had to dye my hair black and couldn't grow the moustache. It's actually quite a different moustache to grow. That, that part between 
that at the bottom of the nose, but where the little uh, ridge is, it's normally not a very hairy part. It's the least hairy. So uh, we can only uh, infer from that that Hitler was a bloody hairy man because that's a tough old place to grow a big moustache. So we, there's no photographs of, of uh, Hitler uh, with his shirt off or in a swimming trunks but he must have been a hairy fella um so i couldn't so i had to be stuck on and uh, and i dyed as i say dyed my hair black well kind of brown i just went to the supermarket got some hair dye and did it myself um and it worked worked great for hitler but now the film's over and i'm a guy walking around with dyed hair and it's it's really obvious that have dyed my hair so uh, and I hate that thing you know I hate that middle-aged guy who uh, who dyes his hair look and that is exactly what I have and it's not hair that it's not a color that I think even occurs naturally it's that kind of brownie thing that uh, yeah, yeah you know it's dyed and because uh, it just doesn't work it doesn't work because there's little bits my hair is, is is gray really gray on the sides uh, you know a bit like Polly from Sopranos and not not as grey on top, so uh, on the sides it just looks looks ridiculous. It's a bit of that kind of brown shoe polish look that Marty Whelan used to sport back before he just he just couldn't handle it anymore. The slagging, I suppose, and just came out came out as a grey-haired man. So uh, I. Uh, uh, did that for four days, four days, four long days. Uh, getting in, getting up at half six and driving in for eight o'clock, doing the gig, doing a gig afterwards. Like doing that that shoot from eight till seven, and on three of those days, doing a gig afterwards. Um, I was so that's a that's a pretty hectic few days, uh, but uh, it was fine actually. It, it was actually okay uh, because I think because there was uh, so much to do. I never got a chance to uh, to hang, you know, be tired. So uh, that was fantastic, and it's a beautiful day today, and it's uh, springtime. I think it's springtime. It's sunny. It's nice. It just seemed to change last week. One day it was freezing. The next day it was hey, this is quite nice and lovely day for a walk. And I'm going to have to start walking a lot more and cycling a lot more because, uh, or running a lot more because uh, after two years without a car, I, I, I got a car. I'm driving. And now I know I'm not going to be cycling and I'm going to have to just run for no reason, just for exercise. I'm going to do that. So listen, enough of my babbling and uh, talking choice, but uh, you're going to have a listen now to a brilliant night we had in the Stag's Head with Thomas Walsh and the actor John Connors. See you on the other side. Welcome to a Potteroonie live podcast at Stag's Head. So I'm going to bring on my uh, first guest. He's just come back from LA, especially to be here in the Stag's Head. He broke he broke up his ho- his holiday hanging out with uh, celebrities. He's the lead man in Pugwash. Big round of applause for Thomas Walsh. Yeah. 
What were you doing in LA? Um, I was there for a whole week to sing one song. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, it was a long song. <laughs> uh, no, I was there for a, a, a gig for autism. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, for a, it's a Beach Boys charity show. Once a year, there's a gig for autism in Los Angeles, and mm. because I know a lot of people that run it, um, they kindly invited me over last year for the. They recreated the whole The Beatles White album with all these special guests, and I did it last year. I did Glass Onion and I did Hey Bulldog with Chris Colling, one of the Fountains of Wayne. Cool. Uh, hey Bulldog isn't on the album. I know that. Yeah. But uh, it was a kind of a 68 show. Yeah. I knew people would straight away think it's not on the fucking album. <laughs> but I, I, I had an argument with the, with the organisers anyway, and, I said, and they said, look, we're doing the album plus some B-sides and some classic 68 tracks. I said, well, that's fair enough. Right, yeah. So uh, this year it was a Beach Boys show, 67 to 77, which is their lesser known period in a way. Yeah. Even though still a lot of incredible music. Yeah. So I did the song Field Flows from Surf's Up. The album, cool. 1971, mm. and I did it with Carney Wilson. That is so. Uh, it was like it was like an obese duet. <laughs> Carney Wilson is the daughter of Brian. Brian. Yeah. Yes. Brian Carney. And he's she from, was he's from. He's from. Uh, <laughs> Brian Carney from. Yeah, Brian uh, Carney from a drama. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, yeah. Uh, she was. Was she in the group, the girl group? Yeah, she was Wilson yeah. in Wilson Phillips. Wilson uh, Phillips. Uh, her husband is a guy called. Rob Bonfiglio, Brilliant. a very famous LA musician. Cool. And he was just doing the show as part of the backing band. The backing band's about 20 people and strings now. And uh, she came along just to see it because obviously she was there during a lot of them songs being recorded as a kid. And uh, when I walked in and did my song, she got very emotional. Mm. She said, my God, look at the size of him. And she just said, I'd love to uh, get involved now. So she did. And she ended up doing a duet with me on that song, which was very, very special. That's brilliant. But like Al Jardine was there from the band and, and Mickey Dolenz. Mm, really? Me, Mickey, me and Mickey Dolenz was incredible. Um, I saw lots of photos with um, though the girl who was in uh, Cape Fear. What's her name? Yeah, the, Ili Ileana Douglas. Ileana Douglas. She used, used to be married to uh, uh, Martin Scorsese. Yeah, and she's, she's now with Andrew Sandoval, who's a, who's a lovely guy. Um, well, there you go, Tosh. He's, you know, Tosh from the band said he's the most boring man on the planet. Well, he's he's a, he's he's someone you wouldn't think would hook up with this incredible. You know, she was she was Kenny's wife in Fraser. Right, if you remember right. that brilliant Fraser episode, right? Where Fraser took her out by mistake and all. It's a great I didn't episode. know. I don't. Well, I don't anyway, know. she's yeah. and then she gets her face bitten off in Cape Fear by Robert De Niro. Yeah. And, uh, she's a great actress. She's a great actress, yeah. <laughs> the way she did that, I mean, it's incredible. Yeah. It's like she was really having her face bitten off. And, and you know, she, she yeah. did get her face bitten off. Oh, she, she did? She told me, yeah. 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 Mm. And because mm. De Niro has to live the role. Yeah, oh, he has you know to. I mean? Yeah. He has to. So he, he, just, he just said, I'm, I'm going to bite your face off. <laughs> and he did. Like, this is mad. Like, you're living here in Dublin. I'm not. You're living in RD. Yeah. Actually. But you're living in RD. <laughs> you're... I, no, um, if it took down like a fence, but like maybe not enough people know you. No, nobody yeah. knows me. That's why I can still be on the dole. You're on the dole. No, and I didn't say that. Okay, well, but you're going to LA, and these people who are like well, legends of music industry yes, are, are, are. It is a bit weird, simply yeah. because uh, I, I don't expect anything out of life. That's why I get on with making music. That's why you know yeah. Tosh is here from the band, and yeah, and Alan who drove us across America last year, fifteen thousand miles to do thirty dates. I, 
in our late forties. Uh, mm. The reason why we had to do it is because you know we we can't get arrested here, uh, and the thing is we don't want to be, we know it's it's a lost cause because people don't give a shit really about us here, and that's fine. We've mm. some lovely fans, but it's not it's such a small market, you know. But it's not like you're doing something that's uh, you're doing music that I would have thought a lot of people would really love, you know. It's well, yeah, it's, but we're, but we're not hitting the demographic of what Ireland mm. wants Ireland to produce for mm. the rest of the world. Ireland wants little mm. songwriters with red hair. Uh, to, to sing songs about red hair. Well, it does. It doesn't want, f- you know, basically obese, hairy people singing Beatles songs, you know, with, like, with some nice melodies. That, that yeah. It kind of offends them. Yeah. You know, it right. really, it actually turns their stomach. But in America, they love you because you they think you live be- close to Liverpool, you could be the Beatles. It could be, yeah. Oh, I'm telling you. And you do have an Irish accent when you sing, actually. You, you don't pronounce your THs. I get a lot of, it, I, I've got to be honest, Joe. Which I find great. It's, it's, it's a bugbear. Because bugbear why do people give a fuck about me not pronouncing my THs? Yeah, but like, but uh, it's still being pointed out Damo, to me. Dam, Damien Dempsey sings in an yeah. Irish accent. I mean, it, it, Duke Special, Peter Wilson, amazing guy. But I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Duke Special is from Northern Ireland. <laughs> He's from England, is he? <laughs> and uh, they just put it on, yeah. But David Bowie is Irish. But the thing is, I remember I, I did a I did a song yeah. in Vicar Street at a charity gig with Neil Hannon, myself, and Duke Special, and it was yeah. a cover of "You're So Vain." Oh yeah, yeah. And I came to the bit in the song, and and Peter was playing it, and he goes, "There were Clyde's in my coffee, Clyde's." Oh right, right? yeah, yeah. And I was like. <laughs> What's Clyde doing in his fucking coffee? Get out of his fucking coffee, Clyde. That's what I said. But, you know, there's things like that. He complete. No one ever says, Peter, why did you say Clyde? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead yeah. of Cloud. But it's funny. But it, I get a TH thing. It, but even when uh, comedy started <laughs> in Ireland uh, 20 years, or 30 years ago, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah. it, I'm old. Anyway, uh, uh, a lot of people had grown up on Monty Python and... Uh, yeah, Spike Milligan or whatever. But so, oh, even though Spike Milligan's Irish, but he, he, it was English comedy. Yeah. So when you started to do sketches in your teens, you do them in an English accent. It was a bizarre thing, you know. Well, that's the, mm. but that's the thing mm. about it. I, I, I mean, I, I've got to know. I mean, I might as well say it, but I got to know Jeff Lynn. Yeah, Jeff Lynn. Yeah. Now, Come on, Jeff Lynn. No, but the thing is, he's a great example Yellow. of. You, you, if you hear him speak, he's a complete brummy. All right, yeah. Like he's a, he keep a toy, you know, he's he complete, I can't do the accent, but he's an That's incredible, good. but he sings like an angel. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He doesn't sing like a brummy. Yeah. So there's lots of examples well, where... Well, it it's not the same thing. I mean, people sing baby, baby. No one says that in their conversation, do they? Yeah, I don't really Hello, use, baby. I don't really use baby a lot, though. You don't? Personally. No. I, actually, we've one song that has baby in it, which I actually pointed out at the gig once. At the gig, we only did one gig. <laughs> I, I, I pointed it out at the gig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it, it, it was basically, it was weird because we don't really use that phrase, but I know what you mean. Yeah. There's lots of things you say in a song you wouldn't say in real life, obviously. Yeah. You know. Like, baby, we were born to run. If you said that to a girl in a pub. Yeah, or I've got a brand, <laughs> or I've got a brand new combine harvester. That's, <laughs> that's not going to work either. Yeah. Unless you do. <laughs> I think that might I don't work. It's definitely me- working Longford, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I don't think Melanie had a combine in her. <laughs> uh, 
and it's, are you going back to uh, LA now? Are you going no. to like no? No. Why not? <laughs> because <laughs> no one wants to fly me out again. No. No. The the thing is, we. But uh, see, what happens is, I was talking to Kathy Davy yes. yesterday. My yeah. sister-in-law. Your sister-in-law, <laughs> and she has a new album recorded, and yes. she's got maybe she probably wants you know she'll release it and maybe do all the publicity. But she was saying to me, "What is the point?" Because. The PR people get paid, the marketing people, the producers, the people, the, the tour directors, but it's only the artist who is losing out because no one's buying CDs. It's So you're paying loads of people. Well, the funny thing is, I know why Cathy's having this argument now, though, which is funny to hear because oh. this is an argument we've had for, God, on decades. Mm. But, you know, Cathy just is now, a, she's an animal person. She wants to... Look after donkeys. Look after our horses and our dogs. Sick and donkeys. she's she's amazing. And inner city people. Yeah, but she clearly just she doesn't want to go out on the <laughs> <laughs> She has a little sanctuary for them. She puts them in stables. But she doesn't oh, yeah, want to go yeah. out on that treadmill again. But <laughs> but she did it for years because it was doing it was going well for her. Right. Now, we we do that and it doesn't go well for us. It's even fucking harder. You know, I mean, you know, weird for yeah. you don't have to tell me because I've known Cathy very well, you know, she's great. But right. I don't need Cathy to tell me what it's fucking like out there. I mean, the last person to get paid ever is a fucking musician. You know what mm. I mean? Jesus Christ, you people banging on your door 10 minutes after they gave you some money to make a fucking record because they want it back. You know, and that's... Even when you raise the money yourself, mm. people come out fucking, you know, oh, hold on a minute, I gave you 50 quid two years ago. It's incredible. And they've no problem with asking that, you know? Yeah. So it's a, t- it's a tough old game. We still make records in the old way, which is we... We put time and fucking effort into it, and you know we you treat them. Go into a studio. We, we we go to a studio. That's unbelievable. It's true, but you know, <laughs> but uh, yeah. But the thing is, you can get great deals on these amazing studios. Like we did the new album in Conk in London, which mm. is down you know, the King's Studio. Yeah, cool. And for fuck's sake, somebody uh, got a message there on the phone. What do you mean? Okay. And, uh, okay, it's not Brian. And because of one because of Ray the being there, Ray Davies being there, he he yeah. sang on the album. He so sang on your that's right. He sang on your album. Yeah, yeah. he sang on the new album. That was yeah. that's a dream come true. Yeah. So even from getting that as a deal, something incredible came from that. It was, it's still mm. special when you make records that these things can happen. Mm. But but then then we release it and no one gives a shit and you just take it off the fucking internet. And no one gives a fuck. So literally, no one <laughs> is. Or very few people are buying CDs. Very few people are buying anything because they're all miserable, fucking cheap <laughs> cunts. No, the all, the people, all the people listening to this are. Well, do you want to say something to them? No. What I'd like to say is, you know, you'd easily go out and you'd spend ten quid on two drinks. Mm. You know, mm. it's an old argument, but it's true. I mean, mm. do, do, do you seem to want to haggle with you at your own fucking gig? Mm. So, I have a fiver. Will you take a fiver? And you know, mm. I've no patience anymore. I just. Mm. I know, I'll like tell you what it, I do. When it first started, uh, the downloading, that was, uh, I, I didn't have, you know, you didn't have wife, you didn't have broadband, you just had a, a landline. Yes. And it would take you half an hour to down. Yeah, I used to be up till half two in the morning downloading one song. Yeah. Well, uh, d- well I was up to that hour downloading something else. One nipple. Yeah. <laughs> and then the next day. Yeah, the screen the would next slowly be lowering. Yeah. Oh, come on, come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I used to be able to get free porn in the hotels. I'd be able to come before the money thing came up. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, 
five seconds. It didn't do. It was very bad for my sex life because I got used to that. But anyway, yeah. yeah. But a uh, babe station <laughs> can can do a lot of good for you. Babe station's terrible. Come well, you, you know. But I mean, when you're stuck, they're not nice people. Those guys. Well, I don't. I don't want to get to know them. I mean, I, what? Know, I don't. <laughs> yeah, but even. It's just not nice. Well, we like to knock, <laughs> we like to knock the sound off you, and make fart noises. No, that by the look of them, they're having you know they're tough times. Tough times. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know what they can't do. They can't use a mic. Uh, yeah. I'm in my last fifteen minutes here. If you <laughs> call me, <laughs> you know that kind of thing. I haven't watched a lot of it. Right, yeah. So that's RD for you. That's RD. I I got... uh, This is one of the best things we'll talk about tonight. Yeah. But I got Sky Fibre today. Yeah. I I feel like... It's like a five a day. What is Sky Fibre? It's super fast broadband that will still be shit. (laughs) Basically, I might as well tell you that I was told last week by Sky that... It's not something something for piles, is it? For piles. For hemorrhoids. Yeah, well, it could be. Fibre. But I do send a lot of big files, not not in a U tree kind of way. Uh, Are you downloading big files? No, I, I, look, I'm releasing a couple of vinyl copies of old albums this year, and I have to yeah. send the mastered yeah. files to okay. England and stuff. So they're yeah. big files. Yeah. I had no but upload. This is Are we talking about something else? No, this. I want to get this out <laughs> in the open. I had so. no upload speed, so now I have. Yeah. I was oh. told that Ireland has one of the shittest upload speeds in the, in Europe. Yeah, yeah. That was a revelation. Terrible. Like. Eight hours to fucking send an album to England. I might as well walk at the fucking. <laughs> you could. In me hand. Fly over with it quicker, yeah. <laughs> you would. So, yeah. Anyway, that was fun, wasn't it? Excuse me? I did say that would be one of the best things we talked about. Brilliant. It was brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Riveting, I would say. Um, yeah, no, I was talking. They, like the other day, I was thinking, right, when I was living in the middle of some nowhere like Meads, right, and I was growing up, you'd read about an album. You'd think, I must get that album. You'd go in to draw it. They wouldn't have it. That's you'd true. wait for a month, then go into Dublin and get it. Or maybe have to go to London to get it. But there was a... That's tough. <laughs> it, was, it was never that if bad. If it was a reggae album, you probably would. <laughs> yeah, there was no good reggae in Ireland. That's true. A dub or whatever. Well, I think, uh, I think and, Big, Big Tom did a couple pre- of reggae tracks. But then when you got the album, there's no way you were just going to give it one listen. That's the thing, yeah. You're going to play the arse off it. Well, I often say that about the... About the modern day purchaser of music, you know, they mm. they don't get on their bikes or get onto a bus in the piston rain and mm. go in with their few bob to find a record that they've heard in the radio. Mm. And I, I, this isn't something from black and white times. Mm. It's just it, it made it, it made it more special the record, mm. you know, because you took care of it and you wanted to listen to it and you were happy to buy it. Yeah, you know, you weren't giving out pressing a button. Uh, will I get? To, oh, listen to a free first. And- you know, there's, you know, I mean, there's is the album dead anyway. It's just, just one song people will download. Do you know what I mean? No one's gonna do a whole album. I mean, well, no, I remember Tim Tim Wheeler. Yeah, uh, from I, Ash. I, I, I met him at a gig with Neil, and he was talking about Ash were only gonna release singles for the rest of their career. Mm. He he said the album was dead. Yeah. And I said, it's probably because you can't write a fucking album anymore. <laughs> no, but I was being honest with him. Yeah. I mean, it's great albums are great albums. Probably shouldn't have said it, though. But anyway, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, let's face it. You know, he's the one that's had more success. So we yeah. just go, who the fuck is that prick? And I'd, be, I'd, I'd accept that. 
Yeah, you know, yeah. Because uh, he's written some great in, uh, songs. But you know, I just think that's nice that's given in. I saw them in New York with uh, Monday and the Boomtown Rats and the Stunning. I was actually MC. Holy it. shit! I got, yeah, I, got and, uh, I got a head rush there. <laughs> and uh, I didn't think they were great live. <laughs> there was something on. They just played the songs and that was it. And they played they played them exactly like on the uh, album or the single. Okay. They didn't make it an event. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know. Whatever. Anyway, I remember. I always right. remember not liking the drummer because he fucked the sticks at Jules Holland. Did he? Many years ago, on later with Jules Holland. Yeah. That annoyed me, but then again, nowadays I'd want to fuck like basically bombs at Jules Holland. Yeah. Because you know, when's he gonna go off the fucking telly? Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, because so if he brings like, on another shit fucking artist who's sitting yeah. on the chair playing along to a boombox, you'd be I'll like, kill him. You'd be like, <laughs> you'd be like a, a stupid boogie woogie. He shoved that up <laughs> yeah. his fucking arse. Yeah, boogie woogie is shit. Jesus ass, Christ, like. I love boogie woogie, but he plays it. I'd, r- I'd rather listen to fucking Bobby Crush. <laughs> you'd be like the guy out of Whiplash. It's a, it's a very old Throwing reference. chairs at, at Jules Holland. What do you think of Whiplash? I liked it, but I mean, it's a bit weird at the end, I suppose. Uh, As Brian, we were talking about it the other day. It's hard to take the end of it. It, that wouldn't happen. I have to repeat everything you say, Brian, because uh, Brian said it wouldn't happen. <laughs> no, but it, it's... <laughs> Sorry. It, yeah, it didn't... Yeah, I didn't... I liked it, but... I, Yeah. It's just... <laughs> okay. It was basically like Tramadol for the eyes. Tramadol for yeah, the eyes. Yeah, you just didn't know why you liked it. It just... Yeah. <laughs> but it did something. Yeah. It I, numbed you. I don't want to shoot a sketch with uh, a trad band. And, uh, okay. Some fella's shouting at the bare round player. One, two, three. Slow. You know what I mean? It's not going to work, is it? It's not going to work at all. <laughs> I've said it now. Uh, that's enough. I've said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you mean, so, well, you know, yeah, uh, for a lot of the film I was saying, uh, would we have taken that if we were in that position with a special would person? Would you, though? Uh, well, absolutely not. You would have shoved the symbols you right up his arsehole fuck off. and threw them out a yeah. window. Basically. Yeah, you would. You would. And it doesn't Unless make it you... Was a college that's really hard to get into. Uh, and... Oh, oh, your parents were really proud of you. <laughs> but, you know I, don't I don't, know, I don't think anyone is that really. Especially no. when it comes to music, because, you know, no, no one well, knows. He's talking about being in time, and a lot of great records are slightly out of time, or go out of time, or the drums go out of time. Right? Well, it, so. it, that's the kind of thing that was like, you know, I could see the, re- I could see the reason behind it, and, you know, yeah. but it was, it was okay. Mm. It was... I watched Black Mass recently as well. I haven't seen that. Is that about a drummer as well? Tosh didn't like it. It was okay. Yeah. We're getting into okay for Okay, films. listen. This is great, Do you want it? to do a song? Will you do a song? What? Because <laughs> we're talking about Black... I don't want to, care. I don't want to talk about Black Mass. <laughs> no, uh, it's okay. It was okay. Tosh. Someone... Uh, well, t- the thing t- is, t- we don't have a guitar, but we just, we just found a ukulele in the... Thanks uh, for coming. You're a bit... Where are you from? Dublin. Dublin, right. Okay. Uh, Thomas is from RD. He got here in time. Fuck off. Anyway. <laughs> I'm from Dublin. Oh, you're from Dublin, but you came from RD. So. This, well, we just, we just, we, honestly, the, we, the, the barman gave us a ukulele. Yeah. So we're going to sing a song just because you asked. And, yeah. it, and the only one that Tosh really knows well that we wrote is a Paul McCartney song. All right, cool. That's, That's the only song I can play. Ah, yeah, brilliant. <laughs> but, yeah, I think it's, it's from his wonderful Ram album.
montage. Give your heart to somebody soon, right away, right away. Oh, Thanks a million. No, stay here. Stay here. Eh? Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to bring on second guest now, uh, ladies and gentlemen. He's an actor in Love, Hate, um, King of the Travellers, and lots of other great films. Give a big round of applause for John Connors. <laughs> no, st stay there. And uh, John, you take that. Yeah. It's like the Late Late Show where you keep the uh, get other guests. It's a discussion. Anyway, on... It's like the Graham Norton show. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, it. That's it, John. That's more fun anyway. Yeah. Thanks for coming down, John. Thanks for having me. Oh, Jesus. You're a brilliant chap. Um, you <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. you, uh, you've done... A, you've, have you written and written the film uh, Cardboard Gangsters, yeah? Yeah. You've written yeah. it and acted in it. Yeah. And yeah, directed that's, it? That's the, I didn't direct it. No. no. That's the good thing about writing a script. You can cast yourself in the lead. Yeah. You know? So, uh, yeah, yeah I did that a few months ago. Finished it up and it's in the edit now near, near the end of it's, the edit. Is it, yeah? Yeah, yeah. So where, where will it go then? Festivals first? Or? Festivals, yeah, hopefully. In, maybe before the summer premiere and somewhere and then we have a distribution deal, so it'll go to the cinema and then we'll see what people think about it. It'll probably be shite, but who gives a fuck? <laughs> Are you happy with it, though? I, this is a very Irish thing to say about your film. It's probably shite, anyway. Uh, look, yeah. Every one of them nearly do be shite anyway, you know what I mean? Spielberg but, would never go on a programme and say that. Yeah. I think Spielberg's shite, to be honest <laughs> with you. I honestly think he's the most over-rated over, like, director of all time. He's shite. Big cheese, Spielberg. Cheesy bastard. Yeah, but yeah. he would never say he's yeah. shite. Well, I'd say his stuff is shite. <laughs> um, Who did you say? Which director? Spielberg. Spielberg. Steven Spielberg, I think he's a pile of shite, man. Maybe one or two good films. Spielberg is shite. E.T. Yeah, is that so. him? That's good I think one. if you compare him to other directors of his generation, likes likes of Scorsese, he wouldn't like even compare. Scorsese him. at the time, that was Scorsese's best period mm. as well. Yeah. Uh, who else? Um, uh, the guy who did Deer Hunter, Deer Hunter, and all that kind of stuff. Um, uh, so Michael Cumming, Jimino. Like Samino, yes. Samino, isn't it? Is that his name? And then he made Heaven's Gate and He broke. just did a few films. This, uh, he just did two movies yeah. and the second one uh, broke. Uh, he was brilliant. A, uh, John Cazale was in that. He, he did five films that were all nominated for Oscars or won an Oscar. Amazing. John Cazale, he was dying of cancer. Yeah, amazing. He went yeah, out with Meryl Streep. Do you know what I have? Down in Grogan's. Anyway. Uh, I was at, at a gig. You're going to drop names. No, no, I was at a gig at the tour. A guy turned up, a fan, and he gave me a John Cazale DVD. 
No way. Uh, Which is the a documentary they yeah, made about of his life. Meryl Streep Jesus. made about. Yeah. It's oh, difficult to get, but it's fucking great. Yeah, I never even heard of it. That's Absolutely. Brilliant. Well, I have it, so I could do it now. Copy, copy for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. No, no, illegal copy. Of course. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, it's very hard it. to get, let's but it's... Do it, yeah. it's, it's Would you do an illegal I'm copy of your film? Oh, yeah. Like, I was selling illegal <laughs> copies of my film. <laughs> <laughs> As Tosh pointed out, we're yeah. giving out about illegal stuff a minute ago. I'll, oh, do, yeah. I'll do you a copy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But there's two short movies on a two short, like, 10, 15-minute movies he directed. No, I didn't In the early 60s, it. black and white. And they're incredible. Jesus. Oh, yeah. Brilliant. Cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, Damien Dempsey's in it, right? Damien Dempsey's is in it. a big part like you Yeah, he's a good part. Uh, there's ba- it's basically about the... Um, it's about a group of young men who are selling weed, getting by. One of the, the leader of the group's mother house gets repossessed by the banks. A lot of things people are fucking... Uh, that's going on right now. People can... can um, Get their houses relate. repossessed. Yeah. And basically, there's an older gang... Uh, he gets into the younger gang get into kind of heroin dealing and there's an older gang they come into collision with who have been running this council estate for the last 30 years and it's kind of a social realist gangster film yeah 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 Cool, can't wait to see. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, since you, uh, you were on the podcast before, uh, and I had Michael Collins in, and he was talking about uh, at the same time at that fire happened in Carrig Mines. Carrig Mines, yeah. Yeah. What are your feelings on that? And what happened afterwards when that family weren't allowed to move to a different estate? Well, I was enraged, and yeah. I went on a rant. I went on the went on the Ray Darcy show. Yeah. There was people who protested uh, the family for moving into a bit of land that they didn't own, that was owned by the council. Yeah. And they protested them, this family who have lost 11 family members. And they had nowhere to go. And the fam- uh, this uh, group of people protested against them. Uh. And I went on the radar show and I called them Nazis. Because yeah. essentially it was a Nazi mindset. Um, because it was like, it was fueled by fear. And, and they felt that they were superior. To the, to the travellers yeah. so I kind of went on a bit of a rant and it was in the middle of doing a documentary uh, that I've been making the last few months that's finished that's on RT next month uh, called The K Word uh, Knacker basically oh, right, yeah. and it's kind of an edgy kind of altered piece and we covered everything that happened in Carrick Mines the aftermath of Carrick Mines when they, down to, when they went down to Wexford and the whole of Wexford so when they went to Wexford to, for the funeral Wexford shut down the Completely shops. Shut down. Even the car parks. Shops, car parks, restaurants, hotels. No one would even serve them a sandwich, the family down there. Yeah. Uh, so that's the respect. But I mean, that's the difference between a traveller life and a settled person's life, in my eyes, anyway. You know yeah. what I mean? So, so that's, we covered all that in the documentary. And then we went back six weeks afterwards uh, and we talked to the family. Where to the family? Even, uh, but yeah, the two, two where they were put. So get this, the family of the bereaved were put on a, a former dump right next to a current dump surrounded by electrical pylons that's been given the council said across the road cancer for the last 30 years and their clothes are being eaten by rats because they showed us the clothes on cameras being eaten by rats yeah. and this is where the family was put by the council so we went and visited them and that was kind of a part of the documentary and like the council were, were at fault 10 times over yeah. uh, 10 times over for what happened uh, I can like I can name you a number of things yeah. that happened that the council did. Yeah. Uh, a lot of it will be in the documentary, you know. Yeah. Oh, because uh, I, I was in a shop in or a cafe on Dame Street uh, a few days ago, and a young kid came around with you know when you're selling lines, sponsor me for a walk. Or yeah. Yeah. And he was going around table to table, and uh, I said no, no, but he left anyway. But the barman, the head barman. Like, it's connected to Sweeney's, actually. There's a cafe connected to Sweeney's. Right. He came in and said to the foreign guy who was working behind the counter, they're knackers, don't let them in. Yeah. And I just thought, oh, fuck. 
Well, that's that's it, like. <laughs> but I mean, that's. Well, until like, like until I did love hate, I'll be honest with you. Until yeah. I did love hate, I probably got refused from ninety nine point nine percent of the pubs or clubs I went to. Like I mm. often went into town, I got refused thirty times over mm. in places. Like the minute they'd hear your accent, or if you were with a bunch of other travellers, mm. and they're actually funny enough. I was around the corner uh, going to Dials a couple of months back, Christmas time, and I was with a bunch of cousins of mine, so six, seven traveller men going together. Uh, not a great idea going together you're not, you're not really getting in anywhere but I thought you know meh, maybe this new acquired fame might get us somewhere yeah, yeah. you know you never know so I rang Lily's Lily Bordello's ahead anyway and I, I'd be in there every now and again full of anchors anyway but I'd be in there every now and again they, they rolled the carpet out for me because I'm a Z-list fucking celebrity and uh, so I called them up and I said a bunch of family members coming in and asked that's cool so we went to get a pint before and we went to Doyle's and we came to the door and your man said, sorry, not the light, lads. And he let other people by. And yeah. I said, why not? Oh, this, this is not your, your kind of place. And I said, why? We we're trying to go upstairs and dials. Ah, you know, it's just, you know, a bunch of kind of Trinity heads and all. It's not really you. I said, well, don't judge me about, about who I'd like to fucking talk to, who, I, who yeah. I'd like to buzz with there, where I want to go. Yeah. You don't know me. Yeah. You know, just because of who I am, that doesn't define me. Yeah. And he was like, oh, all right, no, no, we're not letting you in. I was like, okay, that's cool. So I felt like I came out and had a smoke. And he went, oh, my God, Patrick from Love Hate. And I went, oh, how are you, buddy? I was a bit annoyed or whatever. And he was like, can I get a selfie? And I said, okay. I'd never refused, but it was kind of annoyed, and I wanted to pull the fucking bouncer's head off. Yeah. But uh, he so went... you're trying to he suppress your anger and do a selfie. Best, and then your <laughs> yeah. man's doing a selfie. But he doesn't know what's really kind yeah. of going on, you know? He yeah. got a little bit... And he said, what's the story? You're not getting in, your man said to me. I said, no, nah, he won't let us in. And then he turned around and he said, oh, do you know, he's from Love Hate and whatever. And your man, the bouncer, turned around and said, look, if you want to go up, you can go up. Just like switched, switched like that. Yeah. Switched like that over a little bit of fame, a little bit of fame, yeah. just switched. And I said, no, I didn't want to go up. But then my cousins were that, were that in shock that we could get into a place because yeah. they were not used to getting in anywhere. <laughs> they were like, no, don't say that, please. We get a couple of points before we go to Liddy's. And I was like, no, I mean, like being proud and all. And they're like, no, please. And my cousin, who was his, his birthday, we were going for, yeah. he said, no, please, it's my birthday. Let me go. Please, can we go up? And I said, okay, we go up. Right. So well, there's one of them. Well, what age are you, John? 26. Right. First of all, you've got it wrong, right? I'd become an open member of Voices now to, <laughs> to not ever go to Lily's Bordello. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'd do anything I could not to go to that fucking kip. <laughs> so many places will have me. So what I'm saying to you is, in 20 years' time, now, in 20 years time you'll Give go back break. to bombing. That's yeah. what you'll fucking do. But uh, don't worry about Lily's fucking Bordello, but Jesus. Oh, no, it was Lily's. No, but she was getting into Lily's. What's Lily's? Lily's were letting us in. It was fucking dials. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you're going to be laying there, well, yeah. then you failed. Yeah, yeah. Your whole life was fucked. <laughs> Your whole life was fucked, John. Don't go to that place. If they let you... I was happy to get refused there once. Yeah. I ran away like fucking... Like the Pied Piper. I was fucking... Do, 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 do. They were the fucking... <laughs> the people were going in. I had to go with them. Yeah. And yeah. they went... Oh, and I went... Oh, hey! I just ran. <laughs> that was my effort to get in. I hate the fucking place. Yeah. It smells of old spunk. <laughs> I like old spunk. Old spunk. Uh, that's the, that's, that's. I'm being honest spunk, here. You fine. know, there's all dirty fuckers in there wanking in the dark. That's, that. <laughs> that's where uh, uh, what's the same uh, simply red fella used to go. Well, I think wanking in the dark is the name of the, uh, the band in there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wanking Sorry, enemy, but, in the dark. But that sums up Dublin, doesn't it? About the fainting. It does. Yeah. We're obsessed yeah, with it, bit, you know. Yeah. yeah. And is that what you're mostly known for? Love hate. Love hate. Is yeah. that your father, Damo? 
Yeah, so. basically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's, it's. Uh, yeah, people kind of say lines back to you, and and you just kind of laugh like you never heard it before. Yeah. And you move on with your day, basically. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, D- Damien Dempsey has has he written a song for you? He has written a song about uh, my great grandfather. Right. who fought in the 16 Rising and the War of Independence and the Civil War. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, and in 1942, he, uh, he camped into a place in Athlone and he was, he was, uh, it was him and his family were living around there and he was accused of snaring rabbits by a local Anglo landlord. He's accused of what? Snaring rabbits. Snaring like rabbits. rabbits, sort of. And this, the story I always heard was that it was an it was a lang- Anglo landlord and he came in and he killed him. He killed my great grandfather uh, for for just snaring rabbits. Been on his land or and uh, your man done six months in prison. But I found out your man's name. Your man's name was Joseph Lee, and I heard a new story recently that actually what happened was Joseph Lee was a gamekeeper for this Anglo landlord, right. and this Anglo landlord fell in love with Joseph Lee's wife, and he manipulated them and got him to go and shoot my great grandfather just so he would get imprisoned so he could go with his wife. And oh, when yeah. Joseph Lee got out of prison, six, he only did six months for killing my great grandfather, by the way, because he was only a dirty tinker, dirty itinerant at the time. So when he got out of, he got out of prison, he went back and his wife was with the landlord. Mm. So he just bought them, kind of got fucked. Fuck. Yeah. That's how worthless a life was. There you go, yeah. yeah. There you go. And so what? he's written a song about he's that. He's written a song, yeah. He's written a song about kind of, just about his life. Mm. Yeah. Do you want to sing? Uh, I don't, I don't, you asked me to sing, yeah. right? I'm not going to back out. You know. I'm extra intimidated after this man fucking singing the sweet voice of him. Uh, but I won't bother singing that song. I'm I'll sure. All right. I'll sing another Traveller song. Oh, will you? Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, sure. Cool. Not, yeah. Brilliant. I'll sing a Pecker Dunn song. I don't know if you're Pecker Dunn, yeah. Pecker Dunn, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. What's the song? Tell me about uh, the song. It's called uh, Tinker's Lullaby. And it's about kind of, uh, I suppose it's about the change in the community where, where the traveller kind of stopped and you went to halting sites. And the 1963 Itinacy Commission Act, basically there was policies that came from that, uh, written by Charles High, put together by Charles High, that stopped us from traveling and stopped parts of our culture and oh. was designed to assimilate us into the settled community so we would absorb and cease to be travelers and cease to have our culture. And Pecker Dunk, this is kind of a, a commentary on yeah. that, basically. Cool. Go to sleep, my little tinker, let all your troubles pass you by, for you have no place to camp now, that's a tinker's lullaby. By ever since you were a baby, cradled in your mother's shawl, as I said, they did not want you. And now you have no home at all. And your mother died and left you. You had to fend all alone. 
All in this land of saints and scholars And still you have not got a home Although your clothes are torn and ragged And your hair is silvery and grey Someday you'll die and go to heaven And you will find a campground there So go to sleep, my little tinker Let all your troubles pass you by for you have no place to camp now that's a tinker's lullaby well done brilliant okay well that's it first live Todd Rooney like to thank John Connors and Thomas Walsh thank you cheers Uh, yeah, John Connors and uh, Thomas Walsh, good crack, yeah. So come along to the next one, 30th of March, 30th of March, Stag's Head, upstairs, uh, donation, uh, you know, because I'm not making any money out of this, so, you know, come along. If you, if you like this podcast, if you're listening to all these podcasts, free of charge, then I'm asking you to come along to the live one, and then uh, if you like that, just throw something in the hat or whatever, you know. Because I'm doing this for the love of my, the love of it. You know, come on, man. Next week, I have a brilliant interview with uh, Arthur Matthews, the co-writer of Father Ted. And the following week, I have an interview with Paul Woodfull, good friend of Arthur Matthews. Paul Woodfull was a founder member of the Joshua Trio, a U2 parody. Uh, did three characters in Father Ted, three different characters. And... Uh, he also uh, has worked with me. We've worked together as the Harry Bowsies. He's Ding Dong Danny O'Reilly. I'm the Scribbler O'Donoghue. And we actually have released a single to commemorate the 1916 Rising called The Crack We Had The Day We Died For Ireland. And look out for that on iTunes or on YouTube. The video will be on YouTube, I guess. Um, I'll be... Uh, you'll see it up there, yeah. Whatever. We shot some great stuff down the Wax Museum and... Uh, other stuff here and there. So uh, I, I, uh, uh, I'm looking forward to uh, the weekend because I'm heading to Galway on Friday and then on Saturday, excuse me, I've got to seize. I have to. Uh, no. Yes! Yes! There you go. Uh, I'm going to Inishir and I've never been out in Inishir, I've been just in Inishmore. So, heading out there because we're planning a big Father Ted festival out there which is in fact in sure is the actual uh, place where the uh, opening credits of uh, of um, Father Ted was shot that is actually Craggy Island in fact uh, where the wreck of the boat is that's where it is so in July the middle 
weekend of July we're going to do a big Fallot Head Festival out there. I'm just going out to have a look, a recce as they say, and uh, hang out and meet some of the locals. So, uh, look forward to that. Yeah, so next week, Arthur Matthews, see you then. Thanks for uh, everything, thanks for uh, listening and uh, thank you to uh, Andrew Mangan for producing. Oh, and uh, thank you to Ender Roach for producing the live podcast and uh, thanks to everybody. Um, give me a star, give me a rating, will you? You know, five star, five stars, I, I reckon, yeah. Star rating, review on iTunes, it would help me a lot. Um, uh, and uh, uh, keep, uh, spread the word, spread it, spread it the word and tweet me on Twitter and Facebook me on Facebook. I've got a Facebook fan page and, and uh, you can get me as well on my website www.joerooneycomedian.com Okay, enough of that bullshit. Okay, see you next week. Bye-bye. This was a Castaway Media production. Find more great podcasts on our network. Visit castaway.media. Being a parent can be really challenging. Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them on their parenting journey. Everyone deserves someone they can turn to for help with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today.